This is the show with Cannon Brown. I did not ask that question fishing for these tears, but oh, they gosh. happened immediately. <laughs> well, at least you know it's candid. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? What is up, guys? It's Thursday, October 3rd. As always, I'm your host, Cannon Brown, and you're listening to the show. Welcome to October, guys. I'm, I'm so stoked to be here. And because I'm selfish and it's my favorite month, I thought I'd start it out with an interview with me. Okay, it's my birthday week. My birthday's on Saturday. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to... This is my interview. So it's, it's going to be a little different. I'm not running the interview. Kaylee Bontrager has uh, graciously decided to interview me. And I think it turned out awesome, guys. We already did it. Uh, I'm already I'm doing the intro later. Uh so I hope you guys like it. We I mean, you know how Kaylee and I are. If you guys have listened to our other episode, we just laugh and giggle and talk about random things for the whole time. So um I hope you guys enjoy it. You hear a little bit about my life, uh, a little bit about my likes and interests and stuff like that. So hope you guys like it and uh tune in on Monday because I'm gonna have a special guest. And I think I I talk about it in the interview, so it's not really going to be a surprise, um, but for right now, it's a surprise for you. But I've got a special guest for Monday's episode. All right, that's all I got for you because you're about to hear me talk for a little while. Um, so without further ado, let's do it. Cannon Brown. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. Do we want to start off by like answering the phone? <laughs> <laughs> You don't want this endless rambling to get the party started? Probably not. Well, and okay. I, the best part about this is, is that I don't even have to keep the conversation going. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. Don't you dare. <laughs> if this is a total flop, you we can never release it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> no promises. Okay, so do you want to lie? Yeah, sure. Are you going to do like an intro, like explaining what the sitch is? Yes. <sighs> Perfect. Yeah, of course. I'm going to let I'm going to let everybody in on the on the situation. I'm so excited. Okay, let's get started. Do you have notes? <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> wow, I'm excited. I, I will never Well, I'll show you my note page afterwards. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Oh, not too bad. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a it's a beautiful uh, Monday here in Tucson, Arizona. It's like 90 degrees, which is horrible. No, it's nice, and it's almost your birthday. You know. It is almost my birthday. And you know, I love birthdays. You absolutely love birthdays more than anything and i can't wait to see your angelic face i got the perfect present for you i felt very good about it yes is it cash i know well then it's not perfect for me (laughs) (laughs) you take that back right now i take it back thank you so much you know that i love presents so you do um but i'm just excited to see your little nuggety face did you know that did you hear that it like snowed 19 inches in montana Dude, yes, I bet I follow. <laughs> I follow weather the Weather Channel on Twitter, and they had some crazy facts today. There's like a thirty degree range across South Dakota too. That's wild. 
Like, it is insane. Thank goodness for this 90-degree weather. You take your sassy attitude about it and get out of here. I want it to cool down, though. I like the cooler weather. I know. It has been nice. I've been sitting outside and reading <laughs> to get my day started. Of and course. So, yeah, it's been really nice out there. It's finally manageable to be outside in. So I'm happy good. for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's make this about me as much as possible. Let's do it. Um, actually, are you ready to get this party started? Let's do it. I'm so excited. Last week when we first were talking about it, I was telling <laughs> jokes to myself to get started because I'm really cool and now I'm not going to do any of them, but just know that I had some really good jokes lined up but felt that I would look like um, a super nerd, so I'm not gonna do them. Well, you just put in a couple of them. I mean, you went through that. You <laughs> okay. went through the trouble of making them. You might I as know. well just put a couple in. <laughs> well, I was gonna make the joke of uh, saying I'm the captain now. Oh, you know. Um, <laughs> okay. But I had regrets, and so now we've gone too far. Yeah, you. Well, do you regret it now? <laughs> You've said it. How do you feel? Uh, not great. <laughs> This is so normal for us. Um, anyway, so I have a handful of questions here. And audience, I would just like you to know that Cannon did try to get me to tell him what questions I was going to be answer or asking him so he could prepare. And I didn't allow that to happen. So this is 100% off the cuff, pretty much. Yeah. This so is, this is from the uh, from the hip. Yes. I mean, I guess, like, I should probably ask more questions about, like, getting to know you, but I don't care about that. Like, okay. I, guess, I mean, like, I guess I could ask for it. But mainly, I would like to know, um, and I'd like it to be not documented, when did you know that we were officially best friends forever? Well... <laughs> Okay, just, let, let let me let me let me walk us through here. Okay. okay. So so we met at Arizona Nationals. Yes. And I want to say from from that point, I knew that you would be a good person to have around. Maybe oh. maybe not even a, as a friend, but just as as uh, somebody older, just to get me out of trouble if if I needed <laughs> that person. Somebody to have your back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you had a, you had a lot of knowledge about life that I hadn't uh, acquired yet, and probably <laughs> haven't yet acquired yet. Um, so, just when I first met you, I was like, "Wow!" Like she knows how to take care of business. You had some good stories for me uh, that made me <laughs> believe that you knew business and you knew how to uh, get out of certain things. Um, <laughs> nothing I bad, of course. I nothing remember. Bad. <laughs> I remember these stories, so there were good else stories. Ever needs to know them. Yes, thank you. There were good stories, so right off the bat, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, she's she's probably good to have around, just um, just in case of a a, a dire situation." Well, I think uh, when I was running for the junior board, that that's when I finally saw who you truly were, <laughs> uh, and that was just an absolute weirdo. And yeah, I, and I like that. Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm a weirdo, I think, at some points, and I think weirdos are attracted to other weirdos. Yeah, you're right. We found each other. We belong as best friends in this industry. But, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, Cannon. I mean, we get to see you as the host of this delightful podcast, but we don't really know 
um, much about you and how you got started in this wild agricultural ride you've been on. Well, I, I kind of assumed you were going to ask me a question like that. I mean, that's basically like the go-to question to start it off. I think I've led with that question many times. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you get into that, into this industry? And I, and I'm just realizing right now how just an awful question that is. So. <laughs> It's a, hey, thank you so much. I did not have it wrote down, but when we got started, you made, I felt like I needed to say it. So, of course. No, I, I'll, give, I'll give you the rundown. Okay, Kaylee. I'll give Thanks. you the rundown. Just you, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, I, I grew up on a family owned uh, dairy farm. Uh, we owned the property when I was born. All the cows were, uh, we, we just leased the property. The cows weren't ours. So, uh, but we still had family members living on the farm, taking care of everything. And at a young age, I, I had an uncle, Jeff Maynard. You know Jeff pretty well, don't you? Mm-hmm. I, you guys are friends, sure right? Yeah, he just bought me a Costco-sized <laughs> tin of shortbread cookies. So he, you could say we're best friends. So you're friends now. <laughs> so when I was growing up, he was like in his early 20s. I think he was around my age right now when I was kind of born or when when he was kind of when I was like five or six, I think he was like early twenties. Well, he was raising hogs at that time. So I kind of got to see a little insight there. And then when I was younger, he would take me to uh, jackpot shows and have me show some of his guilts. Uh, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I had <laughs> no clue, Kaylee. Like I, I went into this pen when I was like six years old and I walked out with a spray bottle and a ribbon because I had won the class. I had no idea that I had even won the class. I was like, <laughs> I assumed that everybody got a spray bottle and a blue ribbon. I had no idea what the heck was going on. And then I kind of didn't show for a little while. Jeff kind of got out of the um, show pig deal and went on to bigger and better things. And it wasn't until I was like 10 or 11, maybe 12, that I got back into uh, showing uh, hogs and went to Jackie Acamezo's place in uh, Buckeye, Arizona. And it was a lottery deal. So we'd go up, you pick a number, and whatever number you get, that's <laughs> kind of what your pick is. Uh, and it was it was awesome. My stepdad took me there, Steve, and for a couple years it was just going to this same place and uh, picking a lottery ticket and uh, just picking a hog. It wasn't really that fancy. I mean, I wasn't. We weren't spending a lot of money. I think it was three hundred dollars to buy a lottery ticket that day. So. It wasn't anything crazy, and then honestly, I, I kind of got out of it for a little while, focused on sports. Um, I was tired of all the chores, tired of all the uh, <laughs> cleaning pens and waking up early and uh, having to do work. I, I was a late. You know how I, how I am sometimes. I yeah, I, know I mean, your I'm life. I'm still lazy at some points. And when I was like thirteen to, no, not thirteen. When I was like twelve and thirteen, yeah, I was I was lazy. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I, I kind of, I got back into it. Jeff was like, Hey, if you want to do this, let's do it. And he was a huge mentor to me. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's get into it. And that summer, I think it was the summer after my freshman year, it was after uh, national FFA camp. And we went to Oklahoma and bought two hogs from triple B sires. And, uh, they were for state fair. And, uh, 
Kansas City. One of them died, but it, it wasn't it wasn't a big <laughs> deal. That's just how things go. Yeah. Uh, but one of them I kept for like eight years. Her name was BB. Wow, and the good fir- name. The first part of her name is bad, and the uh, yeah, the other Butthead. one. Uh, well, it. <laughs> We'll just say it was like a female dog. We'll just say that. Oh, good way around that. She's a bad bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, I, I try. Hold on. Can I say something? Because like, yes, how hard is it to try to tell a story like your story? Like, I felt so I don't even know if I did a good job doing that because like, it's so it's... weird to talk about like your story. And I, I didn't even finish yet. Yeah, no, it's so hard. And it, it all it does is it gives me like flashbacks to like freshman year of college, like having to introduce myself and tell a story about myself. Exactly. And I immediately, it's like you asked me to tell you about myself and I immediately forget yeah. <laughs> everything in my life. I'm like, uh, I don't remember anything. What have I done? How did I get here? So yeah, it's a, that's a hard question, especially it's just like giving an elevator pitch about your life, you know? So Keep on keeping on, man. You're doing a great job so far. All right. So we, I start showing again. I start getting pretty heavy into it my, starting my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's me and my Uncle Jeff, and we're, it's us against the world. We're going to win every show. We're going to be really competitive. Uh, and I knew at that point, I mean, I had never really worked that hard in my life, honestly, up until that point. But as soon as Jeff got in the picture, I was like, Wow, he's going to hold me to this standard, uh, and if I don't reach this standard, that, there's going to be some consequences involved, whether it be uh, him hitting me with a show stick or <laughs> just yelling at me uh, until I cry. But that's another story. We don't need to get into that. Yeah, uh, you're right. We've all we've all been there. Um, but it was it was kind of around my sophomore year that we were getting into it that uh, something really important happened, it, and it was when. Jeff and I and my and my stepdad Steve, we were sitting in the barn and we were we were watching these hogs eat, and we were noticing that the all the feed and the waters that we were all the like this I don't want to call it slob, but you mix your feed, it gets a little watery. All that water was dripping through every feeder in the in the barn. We we're like, well, that's not a very good design. So after a little while, and and they were smarter than me at that point, and they they kind of came up with a really good design for a for a hog feeder and and uh, since I was there and I was uh, kind of trying to put in my ideas I asked him if I could use it for a SAE project and for uh, my for or FFA chapter and that was when Hulk feeders was made and Hulk feeders was awesome I mean that first year we uh, went to Duncan Oklahoma for which is the largest uh, pig sale in the country you know that working for the NSR but we went there and we sold out of 300 feeders in three days. I mean, it, it was it was crazy. And we got to meet so many people. And although I didn't get to watch the show that much uh, at in Duncan, I, I got to shake a lot of hands and, and meet a lot of people. And and then eventually meet Sullivan Supply, which uh, we, we got a, a deal with that they could distribute them out and and when I went on to college they they were building them and and distribute them for us so um and in between all that I'm judging livestock and showing I don't I don't know how deep I need to go into this (laughs) this is a very hard question because I'm I'm sure you have more questions to ask me we can we can talk about me for a while 
I love talking about you, Cannon. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, mainly, like, my questions are a lot more, like, in terms of off the wall. So I do like that, like, we're kind of working through your timeline here. So, I mean, if you want, I, I can get, point you in the right direction. Yeah, just give, give me a little, right, give me a little direction So you are kicking butt and taking names with these Hulk feeders. You have a great FFA project. Did anything end up coming up with that or coming out of that? In FFA, any awards, anything fun like that? <laughs> no, and I kick myself <laughs> every day for for. What not, did you not turn in? I didn't turn in any of my oh. proficiency <laughs> award or anything like that. I mean, guys, like when I was in high school, I had basically like two things in my mind, and that was <laughs> friends and showing hogs. And out of that, I didn't really like want to do anything else. I mean, I had a job too, so like I worked at a feed store all throughout high school, and that kept me busy. Um, and then I wanted to hang out with my friends, and I and I always had my I had eight to twelve hogs on feed at any given time. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be really honest. I thought that you had one something, <laughs> so that's why I, I know. <laughs> but instead, I just busted you out. So I know, you're and we're welcome, we're gonna use this as a teaching moment, kids. If you want to fill out those proficiency forms and, and try to get those awards, <laughs> please do it because. I look back on it now, and there's there's probably a lot of things that I could have done with that uh, that I didn't do, but it's all right. It, it's well, not a big deal. You live and you learn. You're welcome for bringing bringing that up. Feels yeah, like it's a really okay. Good as soon as you started asking the question, I was like, oh no. <laughs> all right, so let's forget all that. Okay, perfect. Uh, you chose to pursue livestock judging, right? And so you've kind of hopped around here as Skosh, which people feel. I have, probably have feelings about specifically your family, but I think the biggest thing is that when I'm talking to people is it's okay to change your mind and I want to make sure that you're happy. So anyway, just kind of pop us through uh, what you've been doing and how you got to this senior year at U of A. Yeah. So we got to go back to my senior year of high school. So I, my senior year of high school, I really had no plan. I, re I didn't have any plan for college. I really didn't. I mean, honestly, my best option was um, my coworker at the time. His dad worked for SRP, uh, which is one of the largest energy uh, companies in Arizona, uh, Salt River Project. And I was just going to try to get on as a lineman for the state, which, I mean, they work, they make good money, um, but they don't, they don't really get a lot of time off. I mean, they're working heavy hours. But I, I had been livestock judging for a while at that point. And I, my team and uh, me individually, uh, we were doing really well uh, in the state uh, of Arizona. And I mean, when people think of Arizona as livestock judging, they don't think much. But we've got a lot of good kids here. And uh, especially now, I mean, our, our contest, especially because Arizona Nationals, there's been a lot of good, good kids coming out of Arizona. So around April... Uh, or March, I want to say it was March uh, of my senior year. I had no plan of going to college, and I just get a phone call uh, from Jeremy Burkett, uh, the head coach of Livestock Judging at uh, Casper College in Casper, Wyoming. And he says, hey, we want to get you up here. He gives me the whole pitch, um, but he says you need to apply right now for scholarships because the deadline is at midnight. So, he, I mean, this guy literally, <laughs> literally called me the night that scholarships were due that I could be eligible to get a scholarship. Uh, so I'm 
thankful that he called me at that point. And honestly, I mean, he had me sold in an hour. I was like, okay, well, you're saying that you're going to pay me. You're going to pay for my schooling to go up there and travel and judge livestock and, and just live and go to college. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sold. He had me sold <laughs> literally in the first 10 minutes of talking to him. I was like, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go up for sure. And was uh, moving, did you like think at all about moving, how hard moving away would be? Or did you have any sort of feelings about that? I had no feelings about that. <laughs> Good. And honestly, I bet your like, mother did. Oh, my mom did. And like, <laughs> I think it hurt her feelings that I didn't oh, have yeah. any feel like that. I didn't, wasn't emotional about it because I don't know. I just, I've never been like that. I, I think it's because like, we're going to get deep here, but my parents divorced when I was two years old and ever since then I've been kind of going back and forth to houses when my mom was single. I mean, we moved a bunch when my mom's been married, we've moved a bunch. I, I'm, I'm used to like moving around. I, although I've been used to moving around in the state, I'm used to kind of like cutting ties, not, not necessarily yeah. cutting ties, but like being okay with being in a new place. So man, well, before you went into all that, I was going to say, I think that it's very healthy that you didn't have a single attachment to a place, but now <laughs> I feel like it's from somewhere else. So take backs. <laughs> but at least I, I'm, I know, Yeah. <laughs> but You're honestly, right. like I had no I mean, I was ready and I didn't know a single person. I had, yeah. I had no idea. I had, I didn't know a single person that lived in Wyoming. Uh, I didn't yeah, know. A... Make, and making friends is so hard for you. <laughs> well, <laughs> still, I mean, it's scary. It's a, it's a yeah. scary thing to like, just go up there and be like, yeah, let's try to meet new people. And I'm, I'm luck. I, I'm so lucky that, um, I had a roommate, my freshman year, Austin Burkett. I don't know if he listens, but Austin, if you do, shout out to you. You were awesome. <laughs> uh, he didn't stay the whole year, but we were really good friends that first semester. And I'm, I'm luckily, like, luckily he, he introduced me to uh, people that are still my best friends to this day. And honestly, I met my best friends of my life at Casper College. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. Were, was it anything like you expected there? Or did you have uh, expectations of what you wanted to accomplish while you were in Wyoming? You know, I, I went to school and I, I'm going to take this from uh, the, what Sam Burmeister said in his interview, but I went to college to judge livestock. I, I've never been really into school. Uh, I've never, as I said, my senior year, I mean, I had no plans to go to college. I had no ambition to get a degree. So I just wanted to judge livestock and I, and I wanted to uh, kind of be in that world so when I got there and I actually had to like go to class and stuff, that sucked uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I went to class. But, um, you know, it, it is, it was what I expected and it wasn't. I mean, I knew that there was going to be this freedom and I knew that there was going to be this new form of, of like friendships and, and just meeting people. But was it necessarily what I expected and how it was going to go? Probably not, but you can't really expect those kind of things. Yeah. Well, especially what I'm not sure everybody that's listening has been to Arizona or Wyoming, but uh, they're not very similar. <laughs> oh, so. two different climates. And <laughs> let me tell you a story. I've got a quick story here. And I tell a lot of people this when I'm telling people like how different it was. <laughs> so my first semester at Casper College – the first, like, the first blizzard comes through the year, and it's, 
it's like September. No, it's not September, yeah. but it's early in the year. <laughs> it's early in the year. And we've got a judging workout that day where we're going to go out to um, a guy named Birch's. Uh, I can't think of his uh, first name, but Colby Birch's son. Um, oh, gosh, why can I not think of his name? I'm going to be, I'm really sad about that now. Um, That's all right. But we go out to this place. They've got cattle, sheep, and, and everything. So we're supposed to look at these heifers. Uh, and there is literally three feet of snow on the ground. <laughs> the wind is blowing 60 miles an hour, and it's negative 12 degrees. And everyone's like, all right, get like, get warmed up. like Get your clothes on. So <laughs> oh, I'm, wearing, no. I'm wearing two pairs of jeans. I have three <laughs> pairs of socks on. I'm wearing snow pants over my jeans. I've got coveralls over those uh, snow pants. <laughs> I've got at least like four shirts on, a snowboarding jacket, uh, and then I've got a huge Carhartt. I've got a, I've got ski goggles on. I've got a. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. Like this is. I know you're part. not. I've got a ski mask and I've got a beanie on. <laughs> and we go out there, and I think I'm. I think I'm fine. I mean, I'm. I am covered. Head to Mm-mm. heel, head to heel in warm stuff, but below the heel, below, I, I should say head to ankle, oh, below no. the ankle. What shoes did you have on? I had on, they're called the Red Wings, and they're oh, basically no. just, uh, it's, uh, it's not the good Red Wings, and I know people, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of different boots that Red Wings makes, and some of them are good. This is, in Yuma, Arizona, they call this the Yuma boot. <laughs> I mean, this this is worn. This is made for the desert, and it is made for walking long distances. You could put this on and travel to Mexico, and they wouldn't be worn out. But they're very thin, and they're short, yeah. and, and they're they're to my ankle. So I mean, the snow and the ice kind of got around them a little bit. Uh, and once my once my toes were cold. It was over. That's the worst. It yeah, was over. for sure. I, and I've got a buddy that's standing next to me. He's in jeans and muck boots and a hoodie. <laughs> He's from Phillipsburg, Montana. Shout out Tanner Jensen. He's just standing there, warm as can be. He's like, he, and he looks at yeah. He looks at me. He's like, you just got to embrace the cold. <laughs> I'm like, Get out of here, dude! Literally two months ago, I was in ninety degree weather, a hundred degree weather, and now I'm standing in two foot of snow and negative twelve. Yeah, it's not easy to acclimate to the cold. <laughs> it's it's really it's a not. slow process. It's really not. So It's, how it's long, awful, oh, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, how long were you in Wyoming then? I was in Wyoming for two years. Two years, uh, and you moved on from there to go where? I, after uh, Casper, I went to uh, Lubbock, Texas to go attend... Texas Tech University and continue uh, collegiate livestock judging there and wasn't a big fan. <laughs> I was going to say you got some words about it. It's yeah, just well, sometimes I, things aren't the right fit, right? Honestly, like that's, that's how it goes. Like I, yeah. I spent one semester there. Um, I don't know necessarily if that's really where I wanted to go, but I went there just because, I mean, you think of Texas Tech, you're like, they've got a great judging team mm-hmm. and I mean, tech, it just seems like a good school. It seems like a really, like, prosperous, I mean, this is going to look good on a resume. But I I didn't necessarily know if I really wanted to go there. And then when I got there, I really, 
who you room with is everything in college. Yes. Like who you live with right everything. when you right when you get to college, that literally makes or breaks whether you're going to like a place or not. And my roommates I don't know they don't listen to this, I don't think. And one of them was cool, but or they were cool. They were cool, but they just weren't my style. I mean, they were I lived with three girls. They were horse judges, uh very studious, didn't really like to have fun. Um, they like to have fun, but <laughs> it was just, it was a different experience. I met a lot yeah. of friends there. Uh, I mean, I had Kyle on Kyle Vague. Yeah, I met him at, at tech and, and Ben Weiss and, and all those guys. I love those guys. Um, but it just wasn't for me. And yeah, I, and I, th- I think you probably can't, you're being, you sound like you're on the defense because I think that you've had to defend your choice to go to university or to move back to Arizona to a lot of people. Yeah, right? and I've honestly had to defend it to myself. I mean, yeah. like like when I first started thinking about um, moving, I had to literally defend it to myself because I was like, "What am I doing? Why am I, why am I thinking this? This is a great school. I should be liking this." It's the worst when something that you expected to be perfect for you just isn't. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's a hard realization to make. So I'm glad that you made it, though, because yeah. now you're closer to me. Yeah. I, no, I'm glad, <laughs> too. And honestly, like, when I was at Tech, I, I didn't really necessarily like my – like, I didn't like the house that I was staying at. So basically, I was just going out every night, and that wasn't good for school. Uh, and, I mean, it's all a domino effect. It's Yeah. It's rough. But it's okay. Yeah. Like, I, I took a semester off. Um, after tech, like I decided I wasn't going to go to tech way too late to apply to other schools. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a semester off and and go work in Montana for my buddy Tanner. Um, which again, I had to defend myself to myself as well to other people. I mean, there was, I know a lot of people that didn't think I was going to go back to school. Um, and at some points I didn't think I was going to either. (laughs) But, what drove you to end up eventually going back? Well, I still ha- I still wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I, I had spent this time in school already. Um, I had two years of it already. I mean, if you want to count tech, two and a half. But I, I figured I might as well just finish it out. And I, I liked working and I liked uh, kind of doing stuff. But I do like the kind of camaraderie and social aspect that college has um, as well as like Higher education, that's kind of cool too. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get to your job there uh, in Montana. But before that, so now you're at University of Arizona. You're living life. You are a frat star. Okay. I don't think that's that's like a good term to use. I think think people are jaded towards that. I, in my head you're just a superstar. So I just combine those I two pre- things. I appreciate yeah, that. You're I, welcome. I am in a fraternity and I'm pretty outgoing. So yeah, yes. maybe I'm a frat star. That's, and that's I don't, fine. I can't believe Because I you know that. who else is a frat star? <laughs> Benjamin Lee Edsinger. Yes, yes Ben is for sure. <laughs> and so you're living it up. You're loving Tucson. Mm-hmm. Or, or as Bryn called it once, Tuxin. 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 Um, she's going to hate that I said that, but who cares? What up, Bryn Roy? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so tell us what's going on down there. Cause you're, 
involved in all sorts of things and working and school laid out for us. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I attend the University of Arizona and pursuing a bachelor's degree in agriculture and technology management with an emphasis in animal production. Um, and I work at a, a local grocery store as a butcher. So yeah. I, I do stay, you like that? Yeah. I mean, like working as a butcher, is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yep. mind it. I, I really liked it. Uh, well in high school, okay, let's take it back to high school. So all right. my high school was incredible. I mean, I live 30, I, this doesn't sound far to a lot of people, but I live to a lot closer schools. I live like 30 uh, miles away from my uh, school that I went to. So it was out of boundaries. I had to get a boundary exception. It was a whole thing. Um, but this is a school that my grandpa went to. Um, all my cousins went to. My mom went to. Like, I mean, I could still find my grandma and grandpa in the old yearbooks in the library if I wanted to. So I, I wanted to go to the school. And they have a meat lab in the school. So... As a junior or senior, uh, you can take this class and either you're, you're getting cattle, sheep, or hogs every morning at like 6.30 in the morning. It's before all the other classes. It's like your A hour or zero, zero hour, as some people call it. Um, and, and this thing comes in, and the only thing the teacher's doing, guys, is, is hitting it with a bolt gun, which... Um, was rightfully so. I mean, students probably shouldn't have uh, yeah. that power on campus. <laughs> um, but as soon as the teacher hit um, whatever it was, a steer with a bolt gun, it was our job to uh, hang it up by the back legs, um, drain it of its uh, blood, and then ultimately skin it, uh, cut it in half. We'll get all the organs out, cut it in half, quarter it, and then we would cut it into steaks. And, and it would... Be, it would we're doing these things for like people around Phoenix. So, I mean, kids that are in 4-H FFA, um, local people that just want to raise a steer to eat it for the rest of the year or something like that. So it's custom cuts. Um, so as a junior and senior, I, I kind of got introduced to meat cutting. And then when I got back to, came to U of A and realized that I needed a job to um, pay for all the fun things that I like to do. <laughs> I decided that meat cutting would be a good option, and fortunately, I had uh, kind of an in with a local grocery store uh, in Arizona. It's called Bashes. Shout out Bashes! Uh, if Bashes, if you're listening, uh, sponsor my podcast. Um, <laughs> Subtle, <laughs> nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I started on <laughs> I started on as a meat cutter like two years ago there, and it's fun. I think I've there's just so much that you can learn from it. Uh, I mean, you can learn a lot, but once, once you know all the cuts and everything, I mean, it just, it becomes just kind of a routine. I mean, yeah. I, I go when I, I go in when I work and, and I'm cutting meat for, uh, our service case, which is basically like custom cuts. And then just for the case where if you want to go buy a set of pork chops for $1.49 a pound, go back to the meat case in the back of your grocery store. And so, somebody like me is, had just cut them probably. Wow, so, what a pitch. Go to Bashes, everyone. Go to Bashes. Even if you're not in Arizona, drive here. Tell them <laughs> Cannon Figure it you. out. <laughs> bashes, okay. we support uh, farmers and oh, stock cool. show, uh, the show podcast. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Yeah. Everything perfect. That was awful. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it wasn't great, but it's fine. 
So you're living it up. You're pretty much working full time. You're going to school full time. You're living that frat star life. But you decided you had enough time to start a podcast? Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) You make time for the things that matter, right? Yeah, and I think I I didn't make time for it soon enough. And that's where I kick myself. Yeah. I, I... loved this idea from from the first time that like I thought of it and I was thinking of it because I was driving home from a show that I judged um and I was just getting getting into podcasts and I searched up I searched like agriculture in the search bar or livestock in the search bar and nothing came up so I was like there needs to be um a podcast for like the stock show or agriculture in general and Gosh, I mean, I thought it was a good idea. The fact that the point when I thought that I should do it came a little bit later. Um, but as soon as Stock Talk dropped, I was like, okay, I have to do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as soon as they beat me to the punch, oh gosh. I mean, those guys are awesome and I have a lot of respect for them, but I was so upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I know, we I, talked about it. I was so upset when like that dropped and... I I honestly like thought like I mean we had done a couple of like mock interviews at that point mm-hmm. uh just trying to see if I could do it or not and I was like I wanted to like give it up I was like for a little bit I was like yeah, well there's no point in me doing it there's one out there I was kind of being sour about it but yeah dramatic but I realized like talking to these people I mean I had done a couple interviews with people already and I realized that talking to these people and like getting to know them on this personal like personal personal level was worth it. I mean, even if like, I'm not the first one, I think I could, I thought at the time that I could still bring something to the table that was unique. Um, and I, I've been trying to do it ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you do a really good job with that. Um, and it's okay that you didn't get on it right away, but you're here now and we're glad that you have a podcast and I'm going to tell everybody, it is not easy being a podcaster. I got a scribble page of notes. I am <laughs> nervous, <laughs> nervous moving this conversation forward like Mo- I've never yeah. spoken before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and honestly, it's so much easier on my side. Yeah. Like, I'm having a good time right this, but usually during my interviews, I'm so nervous because you have to pay attention to every single Dude, every single so point that the person is talking because you might get a tangent on that. Yeah. And if, and if you can get a tan- tangent, like a good tangent, it's all worth it. Yeah. Oh, it's and so I'm hard. notoriously the worst listener of all time. So it's like I have no distractions in front of me even at all. So I can't <laughs> let that happen. But of anyway. Course. So let's draw it back. You took a semester off there. You were living it up in Montana. I want to know what life was like in Montana. It was so great. Honestly, <sighs> like I had, I didn't know what I, what to expect with that either. I mean, I, when I had told my buddy that I was going to take a semester off, he immediately jumped at the opportunity because he always needs help clipping bulls. Uh, so what my buddy does is he goes to uh, bull tests uh, or ranches that are going to have yearly bull sales and he just, he clips them for the sale. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so he's got a, a mobile shoot that he rolls around and he travels Montana, Idaho, South Dakota, North Dakota, uh, Wyoming. I think he's just traveling clipping 
for basically winter and spring. So when I got up there, I remember I got done at Arizona Nationals, uh, got done helping out and spending time there, got on a plane like two days after New Year's, and it was still like 50 degrees, 60 degrees in Arizona, and I, and I got there and it was <laughs> negative, uh, it was like below zero, mm-hmm. and my buddy's truck broke down, so we had to get a AAA to come over and fix it, and then we had to get out of the truck, so I was coming off of a plane that I got on in Arizona and then having to stand in uh, below zero weather. So thanks, Tanner, for that. <laughs> Appreciate it. But Shout out, Tanner. Yeah, shout out, Tanner. Yeah, thanks. But it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, we I got to travel the state of Montana, which is a gorgeous, gorgeous oh, state. I can only imagine. It looks so beautiful. And honestly, I got to meet a lot of really cool ranchers and just uh, ag enthusiasts up there. I mean, I got to, we spend a lot of time on the Midland bull test, which is a huge bull test. Um, we clipped like, I want to say like 2,500 head there. I mean, there was, they sell a lot of bulls in the spring. Uh, and all the people that are work that work there are so knowledgeable. The guy that runs the place, his name's Steve. Um, and he's deaf and like, can't really talk, but he's so knowledgeable. He went to OSU. He's awesome. He can read your mouth. Like, I mean, you could be looking away from him and he's, he knows what you're going to say. It's, it's very scary, but it was fun. But yeah, we lived in like, we got our own cabin for like a spring. So it it was, it was kind of cool. Just me and my butt, me and my good friend from junior college, just living together for like, I think it was like three months, four months. That is so fun. Yeah, it was a good time. And I made, honestly, like, I made good money because, I mean, as people that fit cattle know, there is a market for it. People want their cattle clipped right. Uh, And even though I was a hog keg going up to Montana to clip cattle, um, I I mean, it's it's not that hard to learn, especially sale cattle. I mean, just take off the shoulder and torch the rest. That's what I always say. Yeah. (laughs) So it was it was pretty nice. Wow, that's so fun. I love that. Do you want to take a few months off of our lives and just go live in a cabin somewhere? I'm in. Oh my gosh. I'm 100% uh, in on that. Does it have to be in the United States? No, absolutely not. I just have to get my passport. Yeah. You don't We don't have to get into that on no. here, but yes, you should get your passport. Yeah, I know. I really need it. I haven't even been to Mexico. <gasps> Wait, Canon. Yeah, I you know. You live like an hour and a half from Mexico. Yeah, I live like 80 miles from the border. Wowza. I think that, I don't know if that's right. Don't quote me on me, it. Me, and I also don't know if an hour and a half's right, so it's cool. <laughs> you're um, just shooting, you're not even from Arizona, you're just shooting yeah, out numbers. Yeah, just throwing out numbers, yeah. it's cool. Well, I'm tired of talking about your life. Okay, let's get to other things. Yeah, let's talk about cool well, things. Well, so, I think that's basically all my life. I, I think yeah. we're kind of caught up. Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, I got some, you know, questions that we can get into, but you covered all of my foundational things of you. Forgot about, I forgot about Hulk feeders, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, yeah, that that was a really important part of my life. And yeah, it still absolutely. Is an part of my life. That's the best. Well, did you know that today's National Podcast Day? I actually right did. Now, I did know that. The day we're recording. Have you listened to any podcasts today? Of course. 
What'd you listen to? Tell me about uh, it. I listened to Armchair Expert. Oh, which episode? Um, let me see. Which one did I listen to? It was his latest one. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, the Avent Brothers. No, the one before that. Oh, it, it was the Mon- it was a live episode with Monica yes. Potter. I'm I'm a little behind. Yeah. No, um, I am behind. The last one I listened to was Dog the Bounty Hunters. Do you oh want to talk God, about that? Oh my God, that one is so good. Dude, you oh told me to prepare for it, and I listened to it on my drive home from Los Angeles, and I cried the whole episode. I want to talk to the listeners right now. Yeah, So listener sidebar. If you haven't heard of Armchair <laughs> Expert, it's by Dak Shepard uh, and Monica Padman. Check it out. They, do, they have an episode with Dog the Bounty Hunter where they just talk about his life for like two hours. It is mesmerizing. You guys oh. don't know Dog the Bounty Hunter. Nobody knows him, this man yeah. until you listen to this. I, I cried. I cried several <sighs> times listening to this guy's story. It is so moving. And just the amount of energy and positivity that that guy has, it, it was crazy just listening to it. It's insane. And he's, you know, he just lost his wife. And yeah. I was just not emotionally prepared for him to be so raw. Oh my gosh, he didn't he even was care. Talking to me, he like he was so he described how he was feeling so well that I it like projected onto me and my heart was broken. Honestly. I mean, oh. I I didn't know that I could feel that much for Dog yeah. the Bounty Hunter. I mean, right. I, I've seen would... this guy give cons <laughs> cigarettes in the back of a car for like 15 years on late night television. Yeah. Well, and you had texted me and said, dude, listen to this. I cried five times. And I'm like, what? I honestly, I was like, okay, well, I'll probably listen to it, but I'm not going to prioritize it. And you're right. It was so good. It was oh. beautiful. It was beautiful. And I listened to uh, listened to a little part of my take today, uh, which is a Barstool podcast. Oh, nice. Barstool yes. Sports. There, that's one yeah. of my favorites. Um. I actually just listened to you, you remember Dan Carlin, the guy that we were talking yeah, about uh, sure with hardcore do. history. I listened to one of his interviews on the Joe Rogan podcast. Is the, okay, so I have the Joe Rogan experience, like I'm subscribed to it. Yeah, and there's so many episodes that I feel overwhelmed to where to begin. So help me out. Where I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a couple good episodes okay, to listen okay. to, um, because. That man, I mean, obviously, that's an it's a number one podcast in the country. So they, it's not like I'm saying anything different than saying like, "Wow, it's a great podcast." But right, honestly, like the amount of intelligence he has and lack thereof in certain times, and he can still get through a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. But he, I mean, he's interviewing. I don't really like to. He interviews a lot of like stand up comics and stuff like that. I don't listen to yeah. a lot of those. I like to listen to. Like the neuroscientists and the psychologists and the um, and uh, the physics guys. I like to listen yeah. to those episodes because he just gets so in depth uh, into those ones. And I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theory junkie. Oh, girl. and and there's a Me couple too. episodes where he gets into some crazy stuff, and it's wild. What's the craziest consp- conspiracy theory that you're interested in? That I believe or that I'm interested in? Oh, I mean, I think those are two, maybe two separate questions. Do you okay. have one answer? Well, I think, um, I don't know. Now, how do you define a conspiracy theory? Uh, oh my God, you're the one that brought it up. I mean, like, do you think that we went to the moon? Yeah, I think we went to the moon for sure. Okay. I sh- like, are you... 
Your brother's a flat earther, so I don't know your life. Who's who? Your brother, Miles. Oh, he is nine I know, years he's old. Such a nug. <laughs> he is, I'm like, what? No, I I think uh, I believe that we went to the moon. Um, although it would be a great marketing strategy to just get Russia completely de- just destroyed, like the Soviet Union. Yeah. That is a, that's a great way to look at it. Um, but I mean. There was like six missions to the moon. Like, yeah. I mean, people are like, "Why didn't we ever go back?" And it's like, we did until some shit went down. <laughs> now we don't have money. What yeah. up? <laughs> um, I believe that the Earth is um, round. Excellent. Um, and Bush did nine eleven. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Uh, I don't believe that, by the way. I want to come out and say that I don't mm-hmm. believe that. Uh, I hope that no one actually even heard me say that. Yeah, nothing. You, let's just put a bunch of attention on it right now. <laughs> no, but <laughs> anyway, like, what, uh, like uh, do you think that uh, JFK was assassinated by our government? Um, I think that he was assassinated by a government. I don't necessarily. Oh. Oh, what a. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I've actually, I don't know. I have been doing a bunch of research into Cuba lately because I was reading this book about Cuba. And so there's a bunch of fun stuff about J- JFK with that. So Yeah, he uh, he was going to shake some stuff up and then. Sure was. And then right right before that, yep. boom goes the dynamite. Oh, cool. And there goes Good Jackie O over the car. Oh, stop. Uh, did I take it too yeah, far? Too much, one could say. Jackie O was hot. <laughs> she had fantastic style. I mean, she that man had Jackie O and Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. I just rhymed it. I should make that a song. <laughs> Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. Oh, um, 100%. I mean, like, I wish that the Area 51 weird gathering would have been bigger than it ended up being. I'll tell you that. But... Yeah, no, no, I I just think that was a whole, like, I don't even think People that was real. I mean, who, okay, first of all, like, okay, you storm Area 51, but even if you do, like, they, they're going to take some precautions and yeah. not put all the good stuff at Area 51. Right. Well, and you know what I probably don't recommend is um, rushing a government facility. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, anyways, we don't have to be weird about conspiracy theories anymore, but <laughs> I'm interested in the Joe Rogan podcast. He hosted Fear Factor, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, that show is just full of nightmares. Who wanted, did you ever watch that? Oh, 100%. Who didn't watch Fear Factor? Uh, I watched it a little bit, but now in hindsight, I think, how was I tough enough to watch that? It was such a good show, though. I mean, that was like the one reality show that you were like. Even if this is a little scripted, I don't care because they're like, this is insane what they're making these people do. I just got like the chills because all I think are the ones where cockroaches and snakes. Yes. And (laughs) the other night I was watching the news, um, waiting for Jeopardy to come on. And they were saying that because it's rained so much in Arizona, they flooded the snake holes and so we got to pay attention for snakes out i mean i live in town so it's not gonna really affect me that much but like i'm scared about it eyes up i'm not looking for trouble that's for sure so when you were in your apartment your your second story apartment Mm -hmm. watching the news before watching jeopardy 
Okay, you were didn't have to necessarily a, you were outline it that, that a much. snake was going to bite you. Okay, listen. When I go outdoors, I'm nervous about it. I don't like the judgment in your tone. Snakes are nervous. I'm telling you, I've lived in Arizona for a majority of my life, and I, I've only seen like two snakes out in the wild. Well, well, not that's... even in the wild. I've seen more in the wild, but like in town, I've only seen two. Two? That is yeah. a way higher town percentage that I'm looking for, though. I lived know? in town for 18 years. I know. I'm just saying, I was hoping you were going to say zero in town, a million in the wild. Oh. That would make you feel better? Yeah, it would, but now you've gone too far and I'm not going to well, believe your life. We're lies. encroaching on the wildlife preserve, so talk to the government about that one. Uh. How about we talk about that conspiracy? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we no Arizona. There is like the least amount of land use for the size of our population. For yeah, like as right. many as many humans live here, we're the fifth largest metro area in Phoenix. We're not living on that much space, like seventeen percent of the state or something like that. It's wild. Yeah, we've got a lot of open land here. Yes, you. A lot sure of inhabitable do. land. Yeah, snakes, man. That's Snakes. all. Snakes and Man. sparklers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my me you ain't got no whisker biscuits. <laughs> no whistling bungholes. We got it. You're so ridiculous. Have you watched his newest TV show? I haven't. Is it any good? I have only seen bits of it and it looks kind of funny. But did you ever watch his movie on Netflix called Father of the Year? Uh, that is the one where he has like long hair in a trailer park? Yes. Yes, I did see that one. Ben and I were laughing very hard at it. Did it you actually like wasn't it? bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was kind of, it was kind of like one of those Adam Sandler movies. I mean, it's it's decent, like his Netflix movies. Dude, okay, forget whatever you're about to say. Did you see the new trailer for Adam oh Sandler's my new movie? Gosh, that looks good. It looks insane. That Adam looks... Sandler bringing his A game to the table. No, that and I mean that's an all star cast. When, oh my when gosh. Adam Sandler plays, like. An important character, not like not an important character, but like a not a character where he's just like putting on an act, like putting on a funny act, which was more, yeah. most of his career. Like when he when he steps out of that line, you know it's going to be good. No, I think he's. So, I love Adam Sandler, so it's hard for me to not be excited. I mean, I haven't probably seen his last three movies, but <laughs> I'm so stoked for this one. And then, have you seen the new trailer for The Kingsman? Um, I actually haven't. I didn't know there was a new Kingsman coming It's out. about, oh, Cannon, I can't, I'm so excited to share this story with you because this is what we get. I sent in a group, or me and Walter and Wyatt had a group message about it today and I didn't include you. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, well, I, I know where I stand now, I guess. Uh, Anyway, no, I'm so sorry. It's I, okay. I'm not. I'm not really. Upset I'll, about I'll it. add you in because we're comic book friends forever. But like but the second, I mean, the second Kingsman was good. This was a I, like, prequel. Oh, it's a prequel. So it's how like they even got started, and it looks awesome. Interesting. You know what? I might have. I might have seen seen this uh, trailer before, and just not put the two and two together that it was a prequel. Yeah. No, it's literally called The King's Men. Okay, well, I should have put two or two <laughs> together then, is what you're saying. <laughs> so if you didn't get that, you are not great. Okay, no, let's just kidding. go with the storyline that I haven't seen it then. Yeah, I'll send it to you as soon as we're done here. Perfect. 
Man, that's the best. Um, well, you know, my questions here are really fun if you want to dive into those. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I've got I, time. I mainly, you know that I'm a dreamer. But my heart's gone. Wow, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know the but, song though. Like you just you just quoted the song. Yeah, well I was gonna say you know, uh I'm you may say dreamer. I am a dreamer, but But I'm not the only one. Not the only one. Have you seen Dinner for Schmucks? Yes, I have. <laughs> you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not. But I'm not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I just took that bit from you. Yeah, I'm so cool. sorry. Thank you. Um, I'll just edit that out. I'll edit that whole part out. No, leave it in. Okay, perfect. Let the people see how cool and weird we are. <laughs> Let the folks at home. But you know I love dreams, and it's my favorite thing. Yeah. What's the biggest dream that you have? Like, if you could do anything, what would it be? If I could do anything, what would yeah. it be? If you can dream it, you can do it. That's what you know, I always say. I mean, I really enjoy this, uh, like, podcasting i really enjoy like meeting new people and talking to them so if if there could be a, a point in time where maybe i'm not just uh doing a podcast on the show industry but i'm doing a podcast over like just influencers or people that have influence in the whole community in the whole industry as a whole uh and if i could like travel around in like a like a nice motorhome or something and <laughs> or fly there or, and uh, get a booth and just like talk to people all the time. I mean, you know how much I like talking. Yes. Like if I could just go from place to place, I mean, around the world, that would be ideal too. I mean, if I could just like travel all over the world and get different people's stories in agriculture and like get paid to do it, that that's a goal. That's, that's a, a goal. great goal. But I think I ultimately like the underlying factor is I just, I want to travel. I, I want to see as much of this world as possible because if you don't why not like I just I I don't understand a lot of people when they say like oh I'm not gonna leave my small town for my whole life and there's nothing wrong with that but like I couldn't live that way I yeah as I've shown before <laughs> in my life I've I've liked to travel so if I could make a living out of that that would be awesome not for my whole life but like just see the world and then Come back in my 30s, like like late 30s or something like that. That'd be sweet. What's the weirdest place you want to go? I think when people think traveling, they automatically think, oh, I want to go to Europe to all these tourist yeah. places, blah, blah, blah. That's not necessarily the life I'm trying to live. But where, if you could go, like, weirdest place. The weirdest place that I would want to go? Let me think. Okay. <laughs> You kind of put me on the spot here because I know. let me just let me give you like the rough idea of where I'm thinking I would like to go. Okay. So either um like mm, like right on the oh, I don't even know, right on the Amazon probably. Like in Ooh. the rainforest, like just I would I would I think it'd be really cool to like visit tribes and like oh, tribal feel... tribal people. Canon, have you learned nothing? about the past year of a white man doing that and <laughs> he died don't oh i did that. not know that i'll send you an article about it it's because it, you're invasive so don't do that but i'm glad that you want to do it but don't well, maybe not hot. maybe not just go in and be like well howdy guys how are you but like get a lay of the land i mean i'd love to see the mayan ruins um oh, the, mayan, the mayan temple like those would be so sweet yes. to see uh 
the Middle East would be crazy to see. I know my cousin went to Petra while he was um, stationed over there, mm-hmm. and it it looks so wild and beautiful and nuts, and I'm so I, jealous. I want to see. I also want to go to Japan. I there for some reason like I just I think Japan would be just an Let's incredible go. experience. Every single person I've met that has been to Japan, whether they are in the ag or the automobile or tech industry, have absolutely loved their time there. I from what I've heard is that it's just such a different culture. That yes. you're almost like just intoxicated by it. You're just like yeah. people are living completely different, but they're living in the same way. Like they still they still have these jobs, they still have all these things, these these things to give them boundaries, but their whole culture is different. Which is so appealing. It's crazy. Is that does that is that a big draw for you learning about how other people live? Oh yeah, I think that like the the way that. W- culture sets up in a society and the way that people follow that culture's norm I think that's so interesting because I mean it literally all depends on where you're born uh like what demographic you're born in and who your parents are that's the type of person that you're going to be for real but if you, but if you were yeah so if much. you were put if you at, at the if I was put into some other state or some other country I would still be me but I would be completely different. And that's right. That's such a wild concept to me that we are all living on this world, but because of our certain environments and our uh, different like culture or, or different norms and religions, kind of our cultures have separated us a little bit, but yeah. brought us together at the same time. And we, we all kind of live the same way now. We're all kind of modernized as people. I mean, the majority. Yeah, to an extent. The people that were around, for sure. And isn't it just, don't you just like to think that it's serious, it's so much that our choices uh, decide who we are? Oh, yeah, I I think that as well. I mean, each choice, every choice you make is going to lead you to the person that you're going to be. And now we're best friends. Yeah. (sighs) What a great, my second question was, when did you know that you were in love with me? And I just wasn't sure (laughs) if that went hand in hand with being BFFs or if it was a whole separate time. You know what? When I, uh, (laughs) when I didn't do some of those, uh, sponsorship calls Mm -hmm. and, and I kind of slipped up on, on some of the paperwork things, Mm -hmm. but I could still come to a a show, um, like the expo or, or summer spectacular work my ass off and you would still like show me the respect that like a person that worked that hard deserves. That's when I realized, Oh, like I am kind of uh, like, I've been shitty at doing stuff, but the fact that she like recognizes this, yeah, she's, she's a really good person. I like to have her around. Stop. Okay. (laughs) You're the best cannon. (laughs) You're so ornery and you're right. I was mad at you a lot, but you always gave me a hundred percent in person, and I was easy. It was easy to weigh out to balance the scale on that. Yeah, and um, you probably just you probably kept me on the board, which was nice. <laughs> uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, well, let's talk music. Let's do it because I think music is a huge part of our lives. We're big into jams. I agree. What is your jam of 
this day? You got a song that you just can't stop singing or listening to. Today? Or yeah. like in the past like, like right week? now. Yeah. Let me look. I'm pulling up my phone right now. Let me look at what my uh, library looks like here. Okay, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a rap song. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and it's by Drake. It's called Behind Bars. Oh. And if you know me, you know I'm a huge Drake fan. Yeah. I'm a big Drake fan. I like it. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's Drake. Like, why do you like him? Blah, blah, blah. But, like, Drake's awesome. I'm a big fan. Just tell them to mind their own business. Yeah, mind your business. (laughs) And then, uh, basically, I've just been listening to, like, a lot of Red Dirt Country. Have you listened to Hollywood's Bleeding yet? Um, Post Malone's new album? Yes. Yes, I listened to it. Yeah, that's actually... I don't know why I didn't mention that either. That's right here on my uh, playlist, too. I am obsessed, and I can't stop listening to it. It's very good. He's got... I mean, he's got such a unique sound. What are your still... favorite songs? Two, top two songs on the album. Top two songs on the album. I mean, I like Enemies, because um, I like the baby. He's... I mean, he's a rapper. He's pretty good. Uh, and then... Um, he is good. I don't know. One of his like slower songs. Oh, I don't well, know. I feel very adamant that I think allergic and take what you want. Yeah, yeah. Those Ozzy are, Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. Are you kidding me? I couldn't believe that he got a little got a little out of Ozzy. I am so thrilled. The Black Sabbath fan in my heart fluttered. Of course, with that guitar solo. Of course. <sighs> So talented. I love Post Malone. A friend of mine is going to Posty Fest, and I am jealous. Yeah, I would love to go see him. He he would be really good uh, in concert. I think he'd put on a really good show just because he's so outgoing. Yeah, he's so fun. Do you watch believe... him on Jimmy Fallon things? No, I don't. I don't oh. watch late night TV, really. Okay, well, they go to Olive Garden together, and they go to Medieval Times together and have some really wild experiences, so you should look him oh, up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll look it up. I, I'm a big fan of Post Malone. I think he's he's got really good music taste, too. I mean, he likes old country. and Yes. He said, I was listening to an interview where he said uh, they asked him what they should expect if they were uh, behind the scenes of the concert. And he was like, just a bunch of Shania Twain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and a I lot of Bud that. Light. <laughs> yeah. A man after my own heart. I no, love him. Honestly, his his favorite song that my favorite song that he sings is called "Feeling Whitney." Okay. And it oh, it just touches me down in my heart. It's yeah. so good, and the oh. beat on it, and he like he's like whispering to at some point. It's very good. It's very good. Don't you? Do, music's the best. Music is the best. It's it just makes makes my whole mood. Yeah. I mean, whatever I'm feeling that day is like how I'm gonna listen to music. You are so right. So right. Do you like Weezer at all? I mean, yeah, like 10 years ago. Okay, mind your own <laughs> business. They just they have an album that they just dropped uh, here in the past few months called the Teal Album, and it's just okay. a bunch of covers. They cover Africa. Oh, uh, oh every, actually, I think I did hear that. Yeah, cover. like yeah. no scrubs yeah. they do, and everybody wants to rule the world. It's a really good album. You should check it out. Sweet Dreams. I got to tell you right now, there's if there's one music genre that I could listen to for the rest of my life, and I don't, I think I've told you this before, but if there was one single music genre that I could listen to for the rest of my life and not get tired, it it has got to be '90s alternative. 
I love you so much. I totally agree. Has to be. <laughs> I mean, that the grunge, like the grunge phase. Yes. Oh my God. You can't beat it. There's so much heart and soul in every single one of those songs. And all those bands are just like, they're just putting it out on the line. Every yes. single one of them. You're right. Wow. That's so telling of the person you are. Yeah, I guess. It fits your vibe. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Um, well, is there anything? I know that you always have us, like, or you have your <laughs> guests, have us, um, have your guests say, like, a piece of advice that they have. Do you got one of those or what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> and and you should have expected. Don't you dare not yeah. have a, an answer for this. Yeah, I should have expected. And, and yeah. I think, like, uh. I think that the one piece of advice that I could give everybody is, and it's been said many times, but I've kind of come to understand it just a little bit more lately, especially with my job, because as I said with my job, like, yeah, cutting meat's fun, but I know how to do everything. I mean, it's just a, it's just a routine now. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it gets boring, but if I go into my job enthusiastic, even if I'm not really liking, like if I don't want to go into that work today, if I don't want to go to my shift and I go in just like pissed off, I'm going to have a bad shift. Yeah. But I've, I've come to realize that if I just, if I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, like waking up sucks, going to work sucks, but hey, like in eight hours, you're going to have made a hundred more dollars, a hundred and something more dollars. <laughs> and you're like, it's going to be fine. Like you're going to get done with this shift. You're going to be able to go home, eat dinner. And then, yeah, you might have to do it again tomorrow, but then that day is going to end too. So I've kind of found that if I just go into things, and not just work, I guess, just with life, if I just go into everything with positivity and, and, and enthusiasm, I seem to get a little bit more out of it. And the people that you're going to have to be dealing with, you're going to rub off on them. I mean, no one's like, I mean, people will, but no one's going to be really, really angry at you if you like just kill them with kindness. For sure. And. Um, yeah, you can make or break somebody's day with how what how you treat them. So that's so lovely. You're right. I've also I've been feeling the same way too. A positive attitude goes a really long way with me cuz like why be upset about things? Yeah. And a lot of these things in life, you you don't know what the heck's going on. Like people think yeah. like they have a plan. Like you're like, "Oh, I was supposed to um go to work today or something like that." Yeah, your tire in your truck doesn't feel the same way. It's flat. So like <laughs> Get over it. Put a new tire on. You're going to be a little late, but it's going to be fine. Like the, the amount of uh, importance and weight that we put on small, minor things in our life is awful because we just we set ourselves up for failure a lot of the time because there's no way to have a plan for everything. You're right. And I do want to say that I think that you are seemingly naturally really positive about life you always have a really good attitude even when we start talking and I can tell that you've kind of had a rough day you get over it quickly because you know that that's there's no place for that and yeah so I really I do admire that about you I did have I was looking through my questions I did have one more because I'd love um to just hear your answer on this um we live in a crazy world, obviously, and there's a lot of people that we could choose to look up to, but who would you say inspires you um, to just be a better person? 
I'd say there's multiple people. Yeah. Um, and probably people that I don't talk to enough. Uh, I think probably the person that, that has kind of just shaped uh, my life and kind of where I am today is my uncle, Jeff Maynard. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you knew I was going to say that. I mean, he's, I wouldn't be where I am today without him. And I want to go on record and saying that I don't think he'd be where he's at today without me. So it, it works, it works a little bit both ways here, but his, can you just give, can you just give the compliment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I should have, but like he's, that's so y'all's relationship. I know. Though, so it's totally fine. <laughs> I know it really is. We're just so competitive against each other, <laughs> <clears throat> but he's incredible. I mean, the, the man, the man has his hand in everything and he's such a great mind when it comes to business and marketing. I mean, if the listeners, I need to have him on at some point because he, he would be good to have on. He's kind of the, the guy in the background that a lot of people don't know. Um, but I mean, he's produced two apps now. Stud tech is out, I think. Um, but just a, just a, and stud tech. Um, he's, he's, he's grown, the show pig industry, I think him and a, a handful of others have grown the show pig industry exponentially in the state of Arizona for the yeah. better. I mean, it's the growth in this state in the past eight years, five to eight years has been wild. I mean, and if you're not in Arizona, you haven't seen it, but it's crazy. No one took this stuff seriously. And now everybody that's going to a jackpot is taking it seriously. Everybody. I mean, even the person that goes to the guy down the road for a, for a county fair hog for 250 bucks. They're taking it seriously. He's brought a lot of competition to the state, and, and I think that's awesome. Another person would be uh, Dr. Brett Kaysen, obviously. He is... An angel. I can't say enough good things <laughs> about him, and he's one yes. of my... He's just one of my favorite guys to ever come around because there's no... I, I, I don't know. I'm... There's no reason why he should have, why he should be so nice as You're he is. Totally right. Like when I when I met him as a young, like an 18, 19 year old. No, I met him uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, actually in California. Yep. I met him when I was like 13 or 14 years old. There's no reason why he should have showed me the respect that he did. Just him being where he he was at and me being where I was at. There's no reason why that should have happened. But he treated me as if I was an adult and showed me the respect. And I, that's just carried along with me. And I hold him to such a high regard. I mean, Brett Kaysen could call me tomorrow and be like, hey, I, you need to get on a plane and fly to this place and have <laughs> dinner at this diner or something. I would do it. I mean, I, I, would, take, I would take his word on anything. And I think you feel the same way. I mean, Brett I... Kaysen is, has been a really important part of your life, too so strongly feel the same way and he is he's just truly the most positive and respectful person I've ever been around oh, yeah yeah he's incredible we don't have to talk about how great he is but no, he's and, the greatest and, and he knows that I feel that way yeah he's fantastic and yeah I, I can't say enough good things about him I mean it, it's his, something to aspire to it really right? is I mean I looked at I look to him as an inspiration of what I want to be like when I'm Same. in my career, I, I want to be that, I want to be that person that inspires that many people because every single person 
that he talks to. It doesn't matter if he's talking to a crowd of 500 or if he's talking to a crowd of one or two. He's going to inspire you to the highest degree. And <laughs> yes. I don't know how the heck he does it, but it's, uh, it's wild. Does. But he's, it's crazy because when he's giving a speech, he's also listening. He seems like he's listening to the, to the little details that you're talking about to yourself in your head. It's so weird. I He's so inclusive. Totally a excellent description. He is. It, it you can see the the he's just so respectful of everybody all the time. Ugh. He's and then uh, and then the last person that I would say is going to be you, Kaylee, because I I definitely wouldn't be where I am without you. Uh, you introduced me to the NJSA Junior Board, and and without the Junior Board, I don't know if I would even have the podcast or. Uh, I I equate a lot of things to meeting you. I mean, you have been pushing me to be better and and to do better and get involved in more things ever since I met you. I mean, it was the second day that I met you that you said, apply for this junior board and come to Fort Collins. So I I really appreciate you and you've been a really important part of my life. You're the best. I did not ask that question fishing for these tears, but they happened immediately. (laughs) Well, at least you know it's candid. It is. And I love you. And I think that you can do literally anything in this whole world that you want to. And I hope that you feel that same way. I appreciate that. I try to go through life thinking that I can just do whatever I want to do. It's hard sometimes. I mean, everybody has tough days where they're like, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I can get this amount of likes or this amount of downloads just in my life. But I mean, if I just, if you just go through life and kind of just put your all into it, go in with a positive attitude and and work hard, you'll get stuff out of it. And I, and I'm not the hardest working guy. I mean, I work hard at the things that I love, the things that I really enjoy. Um, But it's hard to get me to work on school every single day. I'm, I just, I can't do it, but I can work on this podcast every day. (laughs) <laughs> or I can, I can, I mean, I'm trying to work on new segments for the podcast, um, and new episode ideas and I can work on that. I mean, until my hand hurts writing down notes, but it, it just depends on kind of what you pick to do, I guess. Well, I love the passion that you have for it. And I think that I can speak for everybody when I say that we're excited to see, uh, where this podcast can go because you're so personable you get people to open up that's so admirable and looking ahead for if you go international i got some friends places we can see what we can come up Mm, with i would like that actually wow yeah that would be really great that Um, would be sweet yeah i've yeah i've got some good i've got some good ideas i've got some good ideas and we'll we'll see if we can make them happen well i'm here at any time Thank you you so much for allowing me to interview you. Everybody (laughs) at home, I'm so sorry. I am like truly the worst listener. I've been very stressed about this podcast for a week. Um, But I think that it went well, and I'm glad that you were able to open up to us. Yeah, you know what? I think you did a really awesome job. And (laughs) I knew you would do well. I mean, I asked you to um, do this for a reason. I I wanted to have a little segment on here, uh, and I was trying to think of the person that I would want to interview me, and it was either you or my dad. Ooh, um, oh, which I think I'm gonna, done such a good well, job too. I think though. I'm going to have him do one too. Yes, I think <laughs> um, so too. But 
I think you did awesome, Kaylee. And we get along so well. It's pretty uh, easy for us to just keep a conversation going. I know. And I'm so excited to see you. I've been telling everybody. So I know um, you're going to be down here Thursday. When I release this, um, you're going to be We here. will celebrate your birth accordingly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We're going to go downtown in Tucson in Old Tucson. Oh, uh, yes. And Kaylee's going to dance, she says. <laughs> she wants to dance. No. Okay, I did say that, and I want to throw it out on the dance floor, but don't act like you don't got good moves, too. So I'm gonna we're going to dance there. together. I'm going to be out there for sure. And we're going to have a great time. I'm so excited. It'll so be good. Thanks for being you, Cannon. Yeah, no problem, Kaylee. Thanks for doing this, and I, and I appreciate you talking to me. Love you thanks, time. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, you are so welcome. <laughs> it's a real honor. <laughs> All right, well, I'll uh, talk to you later. All right, guys, I've got one closing remark for you, and it's a big one, all right? This Saturday, two days after you're going to listen to this, I am going skydiving. Oh, gosh, it's for my birthday. Uh, my girlfriend, Faith, shout out Faith. She bought us skydiving tickets. We're both going. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I'm going to post it on my uh, Insta. Uh, the show pod insta story so make sure you go check that out uh, and it's going to be a really good time never done it before but i'm stoked uh, i'm we kaylee and i actually talked about skydiving uh, on our last interview and it's kind of funny that i'm doing it now so what a coincidence right so um yeah shoot me a message uh send send me some prayers i mean they've got like three parachutes on right what are the chances that would, I mean, that's a heck of a way to go out though, right? No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be a good time. All right. So um, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Uh, as I already said, I gave away the surprise. My special guest is going to be my dad uh, on the callback episode. And hey, I mean, he's like the funniest guy I've ever met. So I'm pretty excited for it. Excited is an understatement. We're going to be recording from California, taking a little trip out there. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So... Yeah, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Like and subscribe and share and all that jazz. You know what to do. Love you. Bye.